396. Let's pray together. Lord, we have just sung a portion of what this, this psalm asks for, that your love will defend us. And so now as we hear the rest of the psalm, of its message, uh, we pray that you, you, God, will not only reveal yourself to us, but that you will reveal uh, how uh, the same kind of issues might be at play in our life and the remedy that we hear in this psalm, how it can still be a blessing uh, and a gift to meditate on your righteousness, your loving faithfulness, your kindness, and your defense. So yes, Lord, we pray that your love will defend us, but we also pray that as we listen to your word, we will receive the other messages of what you want for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Transgression speaks to the wicked deep in their hearts. There is no fear of God before their eyes. For they flatter themselves in their own eyes that their iniquity cannot be found out and hated. The words of their mouths are mischief and deceit, They have ceased to act wisely and do good. They plot mischief while on their beds. They are set on a way that is not good. They do not reject evil. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your judgments are like the great deep. You save humans and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. All, all, all people, emphasis added, may take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Oh, continue your steadfast love to those who know you, and your salvation to the upright of heart. Do not let the foot of the arrogant tread on me, or the hand of the wicked drive me away. There the evildoers lie prostrate, and they are thrust down, unable to rise. This is the word of the Lord. So do you have somebody who you're a bit irked with? They don't have to be somebody personal. They can be somebody who just, you know, is in the news a lot. But do you have somebody who you wish you didn't think so much about? (laughs) Perhaps it does for some of you. This psalm is a psalm about that kind of situation. About somebody who you know 
is doing wrong, who has caught themselves up in the trap of sinfulness, of evil doing, who has turned away from God and has tried to put God as far away out of their mind as possible. This is the psalm that tells us what to actually spend our time thinking about instead. The first opening verses are, uh, so I should back up and say it this way. There's a great uh, debate. I mean, relatively. It's not really great in the sense of everybody's debating it. But there isn't consensus about what kind of psalmist actually is. Is it a lament psalm where the psalmist is crying out about this injustice that's happening in his life or in the world, and he's crying out to God to take action? Kind of. But then there's also this word at the beginning that we don't have in the English translation that says that this is an oracle. So this is like a prophetic picture. It's as though God is giving to the psalmist this clear understanding of a situation and giving this psalmist a clear understanding of what he needs to do with that information. And it's a poem. So as a poem, it draws upon not just factual information, it draws upon emotion, it draws upon imagery, it tries to lift us out of situations and have us rely on what we get a sense of as we hear it and as we read it. So as we look back on what is being described about this person who has come to control too much of another person's mind because we just wish we could get them to stop, we see that God's answer is to dwell upon him instead. That actually it will be more satisfying to us If instead of meditating on the ways of the evil, we meditate on the grandness of God. And when I read this this despicable picture of what's happening to the one who is in the wickedness, about how other bad things speak to their hearts, about how they can't see what is right in front of them, the existence and the reality of God who is love. Of how they have got so caught up in what they're doing that they lie to themselves and and say that nobody else knows what they're doing, that they fooled everybody because they're that good. That everything becomes deceitful and mischievous. That they don't even know and can no longer do anything that's good or wise. To the point where it's consuming all of their thoughts and plans and schemes every night as they lay in their bed when they should just be resting I don't get a sense of a happy life. In fact, the picture 
And the feeling that I get is one of a life that's just gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. A one that's trapped in that wickedness. Trapped in all of the ways that he set up for himself. And all of the work he has to do to keep that kind of life going. Do you get that sense too with me? And yet, here we are, spending all our time thinking about him. When instead, we hear and see where the Spirit leads the psalmist. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains, this image of stability and power. So we've gone from being well beyond our reach, filling the air that we breathe, to being reminded that the way of God is so stable and powerful that it doesn't need to be schemed and plotted at night on our beds. And that God's judgments... The ways that he has decided the world can be are so deep and beyond our grasp. And this is written before James Cameron tried to reach the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Right? This picture that actually our understanding is that the oceans go even further than we ever imagined they could go. And that is the same for us trying to understand completely the way of God. We will never make it. But we can see his purposes. We can imagine and fill our minds with his goodness. Because he cares about all these things, saving humans and animals alike. That this is more than just a story about that one person and ourselves. That God's love and righteousness and faithfulness and steadfastness is about all that there is. And even that is a good word for us to remember when we got the people who's in our craw. But then the psalmist goes on to say that God's love is so rare that none of us, as much as we try to share that love, is able to do it with the purity in which God himself gives it. Because that purity of love is one that welcomes all under the refuge and shelter of his wing. That purity of love is the one that gives to everyone gathered there a feast of abundance. That gives to everyone that's gathered there the drink of the river of delights of God. That gives to everyone that's gathered there the fountain of life that shines the light of truth in that place. 
For in that light of God's steadfastness, in the light of God's faithfulness, in the light of God's righteousness, in the light of God's love, we see light. How much bigger is that than this one man's, our wicked guy's existence? And yet he, too, is invited to be one of those people who is gathered under the shelter of God's wings. That God, too, is offering that to him if he could only let go of all of those other things he's choosing in its place. That's where the Spirit draws the psalmist in his heart. But the step that the psalmist can take is to pray about all these things. He's not quite ready and able to offer that hospitality to his enemy. So he prays that God will be at work. Continue your love to those who know you, your salvation to the upright of heart. And don't let the arrogant get the better of me. Don't let the arrogant tread on me, he says, or the hand of the wicked drive me away. Don't let what they might do to me, God, make me forget you. Don't let them and what they do drive me away from being the one who remembers that I am in the shadow of your wing. Don't let what they do in this world drive me away from remembering that you are the one who provides out of abundance all of the things that I might be tempted to lie, cheat, or steal for. Don't let them hurt me in such a way that I am blinded to the light that I find myself in. It is far better for us to spend our time meditating on God than it is to meditate on the evils of this world. But that doesn't mean that we don't work against evil in this world. But the difference lies in what it's doing and how we spend our time with it. Because there is a difference between seeking justice and becoming bitter. There's a difference between being a kingdom agent of God, seeking Siloam in the world, and becoming one who is becoming so angry you are blinded by your anger. There's a difference between being an agent of God's reconciliation and shutting the door to anyone being welcome. By God. Because all of us have in us this capacity to be the human wicked one. In fact, we've sung a song that talked about that very thing, that while we were trapped in our own ways, God died for me. And the way to remember 
is to be rooted firmly more than anything else in the presence of the Almighty. To be rooted firmly with the eyes to see and proclaim, to meditate in our days and our nights on the precious steadfastness of God. To let God have more space in our hearts and in our minds and on our interactions with people than those who really piss us off. Because that will do us more good and that will guard our hearts and our minds with the peace of God. Amen? So God, we do pray that you guard our hearts. We do pray that as we meditate on your goodness, the hold that other people have on us will be broken. That we will grow in not only praying for you to limit their effect on us, but that we will grow in Christ-likeness and our willingness to accept and invite them to receive your good news. So we pray for your patience. We pray for your kindness, your gentleness, your self-control, your joy, your love, your peace. We pray for these things so that we will be people who have found our purpose. We'll be people who show and shine the light that we have seen in you. Continue to be the author of salvation continue to be the one who changes hearts and minds and continue to be the one who dwells in us richly. In your name we pray. Amen.